I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And we are back from our Thanksgiving hiatus. Thanksgiving hiatus. We did take last week off. Uh, We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, but we're back. And as promised, we have our special guest that we talked about two weeks ago, Teresa Wallace from Keller Williams is with us today. Hi everybody! Thank welcome, you for being here. Welcome. You know, Gabe, every every time you bring it in, like I, I, it surprises me when you throw the Louisville in there because we did the resource real talk about yeah, yeah. real estate for so long. But uh, you know, I think that's apropos. Yeah, part of our focus now is making sure we highlight Louisville top producers, and Teresa definitely fits that mold. So I think and, that'll be good for today. Yeah, absolutely. So Teresa, welcome. Thank you. I, uh, I I'm excited. I think uh, we've got some. Very unique and interesting parallels to talk about in our businesses today. Um, something that actually, it, fortuitous timing, really in this industry works out, surprises me how great it is. So like I'm sitting in a training this morning, we talked about it a little bit before we went live, and uh, I'm talking to agents here in the brokerage about things that they can do for their clients, sphere of influence, engagement. These are, these are, these are not team leads, these are, these are single producers. Uh, you know, eight to 12 million a year type producers, really good, robust businesses with a lot of clients that they can engage and just looking for unique and non, not tired ways of doing it. And, and so uh, to have you here just after that discussion, knowing that the great majority of your business is sphere of influence, you know, loving on your past clients, getting referrals and doing, I won't call it old fashioned because it's just what works in this business. But I, I, am excited to hear a little bit more about the things that you do for your clients. So, I mean, I don't know if there's not a question there, but I mean, anything you want to say about all that? Yeah, no, um, I am, I just feel really lucky that I get to be in this business and I get to do business with my sphere. Right. Um, I know a lot of people want to, some people don't want to at all, but I think what makes me most excited every day is I do get to spend my time, my energy on people that I love and that I enjoy being around. Well, that inspires people, right? Yeah. And and it it really is interesting to hear what you said. Like some people don't want to work with people they know. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? It's, it's really bizarre when I hear that because I'm the guy, there's no bad way to generate a lead, right? Like I certainly appreciate the power of sphere of influence. The fact that it should at least encompass 50% 50% of any healthy real estate business. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm also a fan of Zillow and realtor.com and, you know, helping people that don't have an avenue, um, already identified. So, but to hear that someone, and I, I'm like you, I'm aware that it exists, but people that don't want to work that it's just so much nicer. Yeah. I like agree. to show people houses that you actually like spending. Absolutely. Well, that, you know, going in that you enjoy spending time with is exciting. Well, I think the the one thing that is a little bit difficult is, you know, when you have a really great relationship with somebody, like you don't want to let anybody down, right? Right. But no. like you really don't want to let down the people that you care about the most. And so that does become very stressful. And I guess it does, um, you know, I worry about that stuff. But um, I really try to keep emotions out of it and really kind of keep people moving forward and try to keep people calm through the transaction. But at the same time inside, I'm kind of <laughs> stressing out for them too, because <laughs> I want a really great outcome for them. No, of course. I mean, I, I, 
I'm sure we're going to get into this, you know, the things that you do to stay top of mind, because that's part of the business, right? That's, that's part of getting the most out of your great relationships in terms of business and getting the support that they frankly want to give you. Um, you just have to show them how you have to educate them. You have to remind them because they don't live their life wondering how to support Teresa's real estate business, right? They're worried about their kids and they're worried about, you know, strep throat or the Christmas program at school or the angel tree or whatever that they got going on in their life. But, uh, you have to remind them. And, and I'm just, I, uh, I find it really, really interesting the different ways that different agents go about doing that. So I'm interested to hear what you do. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it, it's also, I don't know if this is the right time to introduce the topic, but you say being thankful to be in real estate. Um, it's not roller derby, right? It's not roller derby. <laughs> it's not. Actually, actually, it kind of is roller derby. It kind of is. Yeah, you do. You take <laughs> lots of hits. <laughs> that's that's sure. interesting. So for yeah. those of you that are shaking your head not knowing what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> Teresa is a former roller derby participant. Is that a f- athlete? Yeah. Athlete. Participant. Is a, a, participant. Yeah. Athlete. Well, I, I'm thinking like, isn't there some sort of elimination? Player, yeah. Player. I mean, yeah, 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 but, team, but yeah. Okay, so we're gonna have to we're roller gonna, derbyist. derbyist. <laughs> I've never been called that. Okay. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to unpack that definitely a little bit more. Um, so the funny thing and reason I bring it up now, uh, in my meeting this morning, I talked to the agents about having a thing. Okay, having a thing that they're passionate about, having a thing that their passion inspires others. So when you say a thing, do you mean like a niche, like of their business or just so, in their personal So lives? no, just a thing that you feel passionately about, okay. a, a, a cause, if you will. Um, it doesn't even have to be a cause. Gabe, for us, this podcast could be it. Sure. You know, I use the example that one of the unintended consequences, I think, to starting this podcast was we, we got a lot of consumer interest. Well, this podcast has never been for consumers. Mm-hmm. It's always been for agents. Um, but I saw that my sphere of influence was very engaged with the podcast because I guess they felt like if I was in a position to have great conversations, to lead, to train, to inspire or mentor agents, then I was someone that was worthy of their business. So having a thing makes you more memorable. I got to think that roller derby could be a thing for you, right? I mean, I know, I do know that you get some business from it. So talk talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I played for the Derby City Roller Girls. It's a local flat track roller derby team here in Louisville, Kentucky for uh, six years about now. I've been out about as long as I played. So it's been a while, but um, it's a grassroots, you know, it's, you know, you pay to play, you run the business. They actually have it as a not-for-profit now, but at the time it was privately owned. Um, But, you know, you've got girls on, you know, marketing and, you know, it, Girls on training committee and everything else, um, but what was the question about roller derby? Well, though? no, I just like it. It, it generates business. It's, it's my a thing. thing. Yes, it's a thing. It it helps you stand out. It gives you a network of people to engage with that have similar. Uh, similar passion for that. That's the big thing is passion. So I think a lot of, so I do have a ton of clients from roller derby. And the reason is, is I am now as passionate about real, uh, real estate as I was about roller derby. And so people right. knew, people know that and they feel that for me because they felt all the passion I had whenever I played that sport. So I think it's really easy for them to know. Like I always went above and beyond. I made sure I was always, you could always count on me. You knew I was there. You knew I was going to do my research. You knew I was going to fight for us. And they can translate that now into my real estate business. Absolutely. So, so it's a network that you were plugged into prior to getting into real estate. Yeah. Something that you've been able to leverage after the fact and show them that the way you do that is the way you do everything. Right. They yeah. appreciated your dedication and your passion for it then. Yeah. And now you've just transitioned that to real estate. So I used another example. I was the president of the Bellarmine Alumni Association. People that listen to the podcast know that because I've quoted it a lot. But the point is, is that that's a network of people. Yeah. I didn't go in 
thinking that, oh, great, I'm going to be this and I'm going to get business from it. Yeah. But I knew going in that I was going to get business from it. Sure. Right. It was just something that I could do authentic to me that got me surrounded by a network of people that had similar passion and they saw my effort. They appreciated the way I went about things and they could assume at that point very comfortably that I would apply the same passion to my business. And so when it came time to buy or, buy or sell a house, I got, I got the call. So I think that's really important, the importance of having a thing, yeah. right? Like this is quotable. I'm sure you've used that in conversations with your clients that don't even know that part of your life. Oh, yeah. Well, I think when you meet me too, I mean, people are always like, oh my gosh, you're so nice. I can't imagine you played roller derby, you know? <laughs> but you but like to hit people. I do. Just yeah, fair. I just want to knock you down. I'm going to win. I'm competitive. I'm, I'm going to win. win. So um, if you need an agent that will negotiate and yes. knock the other agent down, that's me. <laughs> Teresa's your girl. Hi. But I do sometimes mention that to people because, some, especially uh, maybe if it's a referral um, from somebody that doesn't know me that well, it's a really great way to break the ice after a certain amount of time. Um, but also, like I said, I feel like sometimes people think, oh, she's so nice. I don't know if she can negotiate for me. And I oh. let them know that I absolutely can. Mm. I'm very strategic with it. I'm going to make sure to do the right thing. So it's good to kind of tie those in together. Well, here's something interesting that I want to highlight too. You mentioned how long have you been in real estate? Four years. For the, for the past four years. Yes. So there wasn't a time where your roller derby life and real no. estate ever intersected, right? It These didn't. are two separate. Yeah. Which kind of, which I want to talk about this too, because earlier you were saying, you know, why so many people get worried about working with their sphere. I think there's two big reasons. One is the one that we said where people don't want to mess up mm -hmm. with people that they really that they really like uh, and make a fool of themselves. The other one is people say the excuse is I don't have a lot of sphere. Like maybe I just moved here recently and I don't have a huge sphere of influence. Or, you know, all of my friends are back home. I don't know a lot of people. I don't do a lot of stuff. And this is the easy answer to that question, right? It's like you need a thing. You need to do a thing. And then people are worried about like, oh, I want I don't want to like, start doing roller derby and have people think I just did it to get leads. Well, I mean, this is proof that you can do stuff like that and never talk about real estate. I'm sure you probably didn't talk to these people about real estate then because you weren't even in exactly. real estate and still you've managed to earn business out of it. So go do a thing that you like just because you like it, not because you're trying to get real estate business. Like you said, with being on the, you know, being the chairman of the alumni board, yeah. you weren't like, Hey, also if you need to sell a house, you no, know, absolutely not. People just knew it. Cause I mean, they liked a, you anyway. There's a time and a place to formalize a conversation. Yeah. Right. I think we all know that. And I think, I think frankly, you know, maybe, maybe Teresa comes out differently on this, but I think frankly, agents show their lack of professionalism when they don't, formalize a conversation when it's appropriate. When they make a phone call and check up on people's kids like once a quarter just to check the box and they never ask for a referral, right. the person on the other end of the phone knows they're calling for business. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's a time not to, right? And working on the alumni board for me was not the time to ask for business. But I couldn't tell you how many times I got pulled over at the side of, at, the, at the side at the end of the meeting and said, hey, we're thinking about putting our house on the market next yeah, spring. It's because we? people want to work with people, right? They want to work with other people that are like them, that have lives, that have kids, that have Absolutely. hobbies, that have passions, that aren't just all about business all the time. Yeah, so. and and so I, th I, think it, I think it says a lot that, you know, Teresa was able to transition a network Right, that she wasn't even that wasn't even aware that she was ever going to end up in real estate. Yeah, without ever having real a prospect estate, on the rank either to, to real estate support. Just like throw someone down, and be like, "Here's my card." So, yeah. so, so that's a good Call point. Me. That's a good point. I think I think what real estate agents don't realize, or at least a lot of them don't realize, when they first get in the industry, is literally, almost literally, a hundred percent of the general public is their potential client base. You know, I suppose there's a percentage of people, maybe millennials. You know, there's different trends in, in different age groups. 
uh, don't ever want to be homeowners. But that's, I think, a very small percentage. I think most people aspire to homeownership that don't have it already. And those that sure. are homeowners plan to be homeowners for the rest of their lives. So, you know, quite literally any community that you can engage in is a potential prospecting effort. You should at least operate as if everyone is a potential client. Absolutely. So do you have any, so what other networks? Do you have any other networks that you're in? Yeah, I mean, I've, well, I mean, I've lived in Louisville my entire life, so I don't even know how I met half the people I know. I've just known them for so long, (laughs) but also just high school, I went to Sacred Heart, and I'm involved with Sacred Heart Academy. True. Um, But yeah, Roller Derby Sacred Heart, that's pretty much, and then just just knowing people, I've just always been involved doing things. Well, some some people have a knack. Some people have a knack for knowing people. You know, I sat, sat in that meeting this morning I'll quote it again with a guy that doesn't prospect per se, but he networks a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the guy that goes to a ball game and comes home with a deal, yeah. right? Like that's what he does. Yeah. And, and to him, it's inauthentic for him to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, Hey, can you send me a referral? He doesn't like it. He doesn't feel comfortable. It reads in his voice. He seems awkward. Like he just doesn't do it. I said, okay, we'll do more of what you like. You know, I liked supporting Bellerman. You like, you know, the folks that you have, you know, were in your roller derby crew. Like, just talking to them, like a girls' night, I'm sure, with some of those some of those girls that you hadn't caught up with in a while, was, will undoubtedly produce business. So I guess I guess maybe what we're saying is just the advice is do more of what you like. That that honestly, I mean, that's the advice, business advice that I give my friends that are starting businesses, um, that are trying to lead generate different things, whether it's real estate or anything. I'm like, what do you love to do? Go do that, and you will find the business. And again, like you said, it's not purposefully going out and doing it. If you just do what you love, it will come, well, and you'll be happier too. That's when like you a, do what you love, you inspire people. I yes. mean, that's the thing. Like I, I say a lot, um, in order to be inspirational, you must first be inspired. Okay. And I don't, somebody probably said that. I didn't read it anywhere, um, but I'm sure somebody said it before oh, me. give you credit Pitts. until I know, dash J I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the wall. Really. Okay. Um, but, but that's the truth, right? D- Gabe, and I'm going to ask him specifically, I know you would read Teresa as inspired. Sure. I mean, yeah. The energy is is really well. I think it's even easier to read someone who's not inspired. We should put it that way. You can tell when someone is just like is going through the motions. It's so it's like it's it's heavy, and no one likes to be in the room with that person that's checking boxes, like you said. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go on another tangent real quick. So let's talk about energy. This is you always. I'm assuming. Yes. So you you're never you never change. No. Okay. With no, slightly you, less of a head cold. With, yeah. 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 Sorry, everybody. Yeah. No. I mean, I think. Yeah. You get what you meet first time. I'm not any different now than I will be ten years. On from now. a bad day, are you much different? Be honest. Sometimes. Well, behind closed doors. Okay. Fair. Very fair. So in 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 the privacy and the comfort of your own home with those you love most, totally get that. But. To the public, to your clients, to your fellow agents, to, to the people that you encounter on a daily basis, doing what you do outside the home, right? This is you. Correct. I have a I have a feeling, and you'd probably be gracious enough to like own some of your, you know, less than desirable moments more than others would. I, I certainly try to do the same thing. Yeah. But the truth is, and Gabe will attest, and Marcy sitting over there who's off camera will attest. I this is me. Yeah. Right? This is me always. Oh, like, for sure. I'm here and, and I when I walk in the door, there is there I mean for there to be an energy change. If it's not already here, that's where I'm taking it. And I think that's something that inspires people also. Um it's really easy to get bummed out by somebody who wants to be bummed out, isn't mm. it? Yes. Yeah. Like you almost just gotta remove yourself from the equation. You gotta get out of the environment before that, that can change. So 
I think that's another reason why you've probably seen that your business has grown very organically, almost inexplicably, not not like surprisingly, but inexplicably. You can't point to what, how you know this person or why you ended up selling them a house. Mm-hmm. And, but they referred you. You didn't probably call and say, hey, I need a referral all the time. Yeah. It just came to you. My other, I just thought of this, my old, all my old work, anything I did before, that was yeah. my other sphere. So yeah, I mean, I can't. It's just fr- people I know, like you said, friends, Derby. So whether it. you sold them a house or not, the way you left them feeling about you in the last interaction you had made them likely to use your to use your service. Yeah. Which is I think I think really really important to understand the simplicity of that. It is. Right? Like this is this is a business where you can get in with literally nothing, no experience. And in 4 years, which I have an interesting statistic for you. I don't know that you even know this about your own business. Uh-oh. It's a good one. Oh, okay. So, do you know that you have a hundred percent listing to sale price ratio for your career? A hundred percent? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you. So I just looked it up. I was just curious, and I'm sure you tell me. I know. I know you're having a phenomenal for year. your whole career, yeah. entire career. My every superpower list, is pricing. Sorry. Every oh, okay. So okay, I, you <laughs> okay. just gave me a whole other thing <laughs> to go into. So Gabe, let's see if you know where I'm where I'm headed. Her I'm superpower is pricing. What does that mean? She's really good at pricing. Nope. <laughs> Oh, I was probably close. I'll give you a hint. It's probably the thing we've talked about most on this podcast. I think the it probably means topic. that her other superpower is setting good expectations. Which requires what? You, you know, being very... Skill at having what kind of conversation? Difficult ones. Okay, That's we got me. There you go. That's so, me. and she's... No, now her energy is disarming. I can read it right now. So when she's sitting in front of that seller who's got that, you know, my house is worth more than it. Than, than everybody's, you know, I, I think it's worth more than what everybody else says. Yeah. You have to say, no, it's not. The energy is disarming. <laughs> yeah. This, with a smile, she says, no, it's worth 86 cents on the dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's so, but 100%. I, that is no joke. That um, is, that's just lots of research, though, and I make sure to go in really prepared. So whenever I do have to have that difficult conversation, I can. So average days on market for your career. Give me a guess. Well, so I hate that because, you know, you've got those outliers that really There's one. It. There's one. Uh, There's one on here, but I mean, I mean, usually I've got tons I'm, of outliers. So. Yeah, I don't know you, but usually I can list it and it's sold in less than a week. But 20, twenty-eight 20, days. Yeah, I was gonna say but on your those, career. So on your career, a hundred percent of list list to sale price in twenty-eight days. That's pretty special. in the last four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's their that's the entire career. Every yeah. list, every everything that's sold. Are you looking at Indiana sold. too? Actually, I'm my not. Indiana's better. I'm not. My Indiana's even better. So okay, we'll so just she's raise better. it. No, so she's better than hundred um, percent. No, no. Listen, this is this is this is just Kentucky. Yeah. But you know, you're north of a hundred north of a hundred sales, and what I'm looking at right yeah. now is greater than, is a hundred percent on yeah. the dot, which is I think pretty special. So. So so let's re, let's rebound because I've gotten we've gotten a little bit all over the place. So have a thing. Have right? a thing. Have a thing. Have good energy. Yeah, passion and like you can't buy it or train it. You just no, got to have it. No, you can't. It's got to be there for sure. I think you can train it if it's there. Um, it, it's really hard. I think something that's important for people to remember too is that whatever you're passionate about. If there's human beings that are passionate about it, they're going to need houses eventually. Like you don't have to find sure. something that only home buyers like because everyone has the potential to be a home buyer. So like yeah. if your thing is a weird, obscure thing, as long as you're passionate about it and other people are too, those are potential clients. I've got an agent I know in um, in Las Vegas that is a Jeep aficionado, like a Wrangler aficionado, like okay. souped up, big wheels, tire, tires, mud thing. 
So like yeah. everything is Jeep for her. She has a Jeep club. She sells like twelve houses a year to her Jeep club. Like no joke. Like I mean, like, like obscure, average yeah. sales price about five hundred k. Wow, that's a business right there. It's because yeah. all people buy houses. All yeah, most people, most uh, yeah, most okay. if not all. Sure, sure. But no, okay. So have a thing, passion, energy, difficult conversations. Gosh, I mean, this could be like the show notes for like the history of resource. Yes, and I think follow up. Follow up is great. I'm that glad is, you said that. That is like I, that is my other superpower, and that's the one thing I will contribute. I mean, like that is my business is the follow up. I'd like to I'd like to ask you to clarify that. Follow up when you've made a commitment, which I'm sure you're going to say yes, or follow up in general, like staying top of mind. Staying, I just want to know which one you mean. Staying in this top of mind, and the thing is, is like I think that so many. I think the biggest mistake I see a lot of newer agents are they're trying, they're just trying to get bit because I'm still a newer agent, trying to get business, trying to get business, and you're spending so much time trying to get new business, you're not following up the business that's already committed to you, and if you don't stay top of mind to them, then they're going to use somebody else whenever it's time. Because a lot of times, my business, I meet with people a year before they're ready. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so my follow-up is consistent on, you know, and I'm just reaching out and, and coming from contribution. I don't just call and say, hey, what's up? I've always got something that's going to, they're going to be glad they spoke with me because I don't want to waste people's time. Yeah. Or so, yours. I mean, so prior to transaction one is what you're talking about. Follow-up prior yes. to transaction one. I'm yes. sure there's a whole nother, um, you know, talking point that you could make about following up. Oh, yeah. Post-transaction. Yes. Okay, um, I often say, and so, so this, this begs my next question. You've been in it four years. We know that depending on who you talk to, north of 90% of real estate agents fail in the first five years. That's a NAR statistic. and it. I got one more year. You got one more year. I got one more year. Well, I, I, I have the th- hypothesis that there is a very, very linear reason for that. Okay, so when you start out in the business, you're buyer heavy. We know that because it's easier to prospect for buyers most of the time because of the voyeuristic nature of real estate, pictures, pretty pictures on the internet, et cetera. Okay, so you do a lot of buyers, okay? Um, you put people in houses for the first several years, um, and they don't sell those houses for a while, okay? And when you're working with only a buyer, you get one transaction. When you're working with a seller, you tend to get two. So if you think about it, if Another statistic that you could quote is that homeowners tend to sell every five to eight years, depending on who you talk to. Is that yes. Five to eight years, yes. Okay. So um, if you stay in five years and there's a 97% failure rate or whatever there is, and you get past that five-year mark, I think the chances of success are increased greatly because you get almost 100% pay raise. That's not even taking into account the fact that the first property has appreciated, that it's likely a move-up purchase, and you're going to retain with good follow-up nearly all of your your past clients. So, yes, your business is going to change if you stay in it five years. So my question to you is, have you started seeing a lot of that yet? Some, in yeah. In year four. Yeah, so year four, yeah, I've um, I've listed, I've done re-listings of four. Okay. So, I mean, that's okay. decent out of... Four repeat it, in four years. Yeah, yeah. So would you attribute that to appreciation? Price appreciation, or is it is it just too small a data set to really? It's for, I'm, I'm say still. What the trend is. I love pulling statistics, and I'm still so young to pull them. But I don't know. Um, honestly, all four of them were just life changes, whether kids or different Which, things happening. Um, so, so but their ability to make the move probably has something to do with price appreciation, right? Because oh, you take you take them out, 
at a, at a price higher despite their expenses than you put them in. Yes. And all of my people definitely get appreciated. And I, I think that I end up showing more houses. It takes me longer for a buyer to find a house because I will comp them and try not to have them overpay. Yeah. So okay. they've all, they've all appreciated, even though they bought it. I came in when the market was high. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. So you're comping how this is kind of a lost art. Um, somebody finds a house they want to buy the sparkles in the eye, right? Like I often say, we don't sell real estate. Real estate sells itself. We just have to help people get out of their own way. You see the sparkle, right? And you go to the office and you run the comps and the comps are out of line. Talk them out of buying that house. Not always. I, I tell, I give them all of the information and make sure, and I give them all the scenarios of what can happen, and I let them make that decision. Talk to them about the unlikelihood or the, the that it's not likely for windfall negotiation in today's market. Well, well, first, especially the first week. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't. But but we still. I mean, I've gotten houses that have listed in the first week and not on ask price, which is great. But that doesn't yeah. normally happen, and I make sure they understand what you, that. What do you sure. attribute that to? That success. How, how were you able to do that? My comps. And honestly, sometimes if you talk, if you pick up the phone and you talk to the other agent, sometimes the other agent needs to be told what how to talk to their clients. And I bet that's a lot easier that, with stats in hand, not yeah. just like trying to be as convincing as possible. When you have concrete statistics to back you up, it doesn't take a lot of, like, what's the word? Like charisma. You know, yeah. it's just like, hey, well, here's, here's what it is. Influence. I mean, yeah. I'm a lot of monkey see, monkey do, and I'll repeat what people say. So if you call and have that really great conversation, like, hey, I'm just trying to, like, tell me your point. I'm going to give you my point. And then you give them what, and then they, and then all of a sudden it works. You know, well, not always, but sometimes. I, yes. I, I a thousand percent agree. And I, I was, the question was a bit leading, and you gave me the exact answer I was looking for because I, I think that, that communication and back channeling, the lost art of communicating agent to agent, not just text message and dot loop, and here's the PDF in your inbox, and you've got six hours to respond and never <laughs> talk to somebody, right? Um, I, it's a lost art. You get where you get because your ability to talk to agents your ability to help agents see your point of view so that they in some small way may transfer that to the client and then have the client make a decision based on that fact. And I think it, I think it aids in, in anywhere from getting deals done that shouldn't get done, getting prices better for your client, holding deals together on inspection to getting a close date that's preferable to, to your party. Right? So that's, that's cool. Okay. So four turnovers, four turnovers in four years. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen more. Yeah. It's going to keep happening. Yeah. It's going to keep happening. I, you know, it's, it's, you know, the market, you know, really impacts us all. So uh, the market's trading sideways, in my opinion, right now, um, without a major, you know, setback, I think you're going to have a whole lot more of that. Yeah. It's pretty exciting though. It's pretty exciting. And, yes. and, you know, having those difficult conversations is just like upfront and context. It's like the only, it's the only way that you're able to deliver results with people in less than optimal conditions. And that's really what people, they honestly want to have that conversation. They Sometimes they don't know it, but they feel so much better. I mean, more times than not, people are more relieved when I have that conversation than not. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so to close up, I think we're just about out of time, but to close up other than roller derby, which by the way, Tracy says she's sorry for, for not, not staying to say hi. <laughs> She, I, kn- I, I knew she would get having difficult conversations. Tracy she knew the through. answer when I didn't. She so. knew the answer. <laughs> she should be the new co-host on here. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, no, Tracy, Tracy would be awesome. And she's been a great guest twice now. Yeah. Um, but somebody has got to keep me on time, Gabe. Um, Tracy and I would just go for hours. Um, so 
what's something else? What's something else that nobody knows about you? Something that makes you different, successful? I mean, we, we, we've talked about energy. We've talked about follow-up. We've talked about... I have a specific question. That's okay. I, I want you to go there. So you talked about follow-up and how follow-up is important. What kind of, and what, if any, what kind of follow-up do you do with clients after you've already closed? Like after the, the transaction's over? So I actually purposefully don't bring a closing gift to the closing. We're on that. We're in that camp. So, okay. Um, so that's a touch. Yeah, you know, like you have mailed. a reason to go back. Well, yeah, or either take it to them or have it mailed to them. Okay. Um, I love um, uh, send out cards. It's send like out a, cards. Yeah, awesome. that you can go online and do stuff. It's really fun to send them um, like a picture of them in front of the house with a card, like congratulations. So these are like thoughtful, actual things that you're doing. People that, for them. yeah, um, you know, or get like Christmas ornaments with their house painted on stuff that like really means stuff to people. So um, are you, so are you not calling people like just like I to do. check in? You do that too? Yeah, I do. I do. I make my phone calls, um, my texts. Um, you know, I have a client event tonight, and I'm sending out cli- client events are big. Yeah, they're huge, and they're but they get a lot. Of, they they're great. Um, it, yeah, we've got one this weekend. That's so. awesome. Sunday. Yeah. So you know, I send out the invites, but like I send it like I've got this really great clients. They're brothers, and they dress the same sometimes. <laughs> so like I sent them a reminder text today, like, hey, I hope you have your brother you know, matching Christmas sweaters, come get pictures with Santa, you know, because like, I love that. They're so funny. And so I make sure to send out texts like that. It's not just a generic. I like, totally thought you were going to say that you reminded them to check with each other before they oh, picked yeah. what to wear so that <laughs> yeah. they didn't wear the Some, same thing. Well, sometimes they would even show up. So they were, one of them was coming with the other one when we were looking at houses and they would show up dressed the same. They didn't even mean to, but, <laughs> but, but sometimes they do it on purpose. They're hilarious. Like, so, hey, heads up. Don't wear, don't both of you wear a yellow shirt today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so hopefully they're showing up in matching Christmas sweaters. Yeah, I was we'll just take. curious because you were talking earlier about how like some agents, that's just where they really drop the ball. They call and they're like, oh, hey, you know, how are the kids? And we're like, we don't have kids. And you're like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. if you guys need to buy a house. Like it's just well, like so thoughtless. So I really, just, I, I, think, I think more of an issue, Gabe, is lack of follow-up because you don't know what to say or exactly. do. And even if you try having a consistent, that, that goes back to your having a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked to talked to Maura Lane this morning about her JCPS teacher appreciation program, her JCPS give back. And it inspires people that have nothing to do with JCPS to work with her. Right? Because they appreciate that she has a noble cause that she supports and it has something she, she markets to everyone. Yeah. Right? And so just because what she's marketing doesn't apply to them it still gives her top of mind awareness within her network. It goes back to like one of the first things we said, people just like inspiring people. That's it. It doesn't have to be something that's relative to them. It's just, they like being inspired by inspiring people. Consumers will, will wait for someone that is extremely busy, but very good. Mm. Okay. The same, the same person, you know, will wait to see a house for two days or miss on a potential opportunity because, the person they want to work with and the person that's integral to the to the situation for them is not available gladly they'll gladly do that's it that's how you know someone's your client even though people are lined up to show them their show them that house and i i have to i have to guess that that's the relationship with you have with your clients i hope so i try that's what i really try for so okay i don't want to get off on a whole nother tangent cuz i know i said we we were almost out of time but like I mean, I know probably availability is something that you strive for. Yes. But to have success and be available and have a life, there are challenges. So do you find that your clients wait for you? So I actually don't like my clients to wait for me. So I have a couple of really great agents that will show for me if I can't get to it. So my goal is to try to show them, but if not – 
then I make sure, um, like yesterday, my cousin needed to see a house and I was in a closing and they needed to see it right then. And I had somebody, yeah. I have a really great agent that just showed it immediately. So I don't know. I, I just, I really do try. I try not to make people wait and I figure yeah. out a way of getting it done. No, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, I, I guess I'm being an inspiring person is more than just inspiring your clients too. Sometimes it's inspiring, inspiring your teammates. To help you. Yeah. Inspiring people to help you. I mean, nobody wants to help a jerk. Nope. You know what I mean? Like serious <laughs> yeah, no. business. And we all know jerks in this industry, right? Yeah. Hopefully you're not thinking Jay is one. I don't think you'd be here. I don't think you'd be here if you thought I was a jerk. Maybe, maybe no. I can make that assumption. All right. Well, this has been amazing. We really appreciate your time. We do know how busy you are. We do know it's a busy time of year. Um, I think uh, this was enormously valuable. And, and again, just to hear the simplicity and the consistency that, you know, just simple execution what that can produce is really, really powerful for our audience. Gabe, you got any parting shots? No, we'll be back next week with another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. If you've got any questions for Teresa, she is a member of the group, so feel free, drop a comment in this episode. I'm sure she'll be able to see it and get back to you. Uh, you know, be happy to answer any questions you have. Of course, as always, we'd be happy to answer any questions. Uh, and if you're listening to this later this week, if you're not watching it live and you want to be in the group, make sure to reach out to either Jay or I to figure out how you can get into our private yeah. secret Facebook group. Yeah, you, you can't, can't, search, you can't for search for it. You have to send us a message. We are trying to keep this thing very intimate for a reason. Um, you know, anybody can consume the, the podcast episodes on iTunes, but the interaction that comes in the group is something that we want to make sure we keep private to the people that really want to contribute. So absolutely. Teresa, thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Until next time, I'm Gabe Pruitt for Jay Pitts, Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. We'll see you guys next time.